GM, GM. Good morning. How you doing? Good, good, good. How are you doing? Good. Feeling lovely. A little bit quiet today. I don't know if your microphone's maybe far away from your... Sounded fine in the pre-show, though. Maybe it's just the music's too loud. It sounded fine in the pre-show. Same. Hmm. All right. What's going on, everybody? Do I sound Good to better? See all... uh, yeah, you might just have to speak louder. I don't know. Sounds speak louder. louder? Yeah, there you go. I wonder if it's you. Just being so Do soft. I sound... Do I sound low to the? Audience? No, you're good now. You're good now. Yeah, sorry. Maybe <laughs> okay, that's, that's just me. Maybe it was just me. All right, I gotta get some GMs up. On <laughs> I just here. don't want to be screaming at the audience. I still have not figured out how to respond to anybody in the chat in my particular uh, part of this studio, this interactive studio that oh. Silicon Valley has made for us. There's no option for me to chat. We have our little private chat, and I see all mm. these beautiful comments on the you side you could, here you know what you could do is if you're like watching it on like a second stream or something on like your youtube account you could just be in there chatting yeah. um fun dm degenerates gm there you go cool how's your weekend what's going on good to be My back on the show with you it was great i om- i basically minted nothing mm-hmm because I was really uh, off last week. I could not make a good trade to save my life. Some of the stuff I held did very well, but I was off last week. Yeah, sometimes you just need to take a little bit of a reset or whatever. I was I was definitely hanging around um, Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday, but I I, I don't know. I, w- I was with you. There's some amazing cooks um, that I guess in hindsight I minted out on, but or um, um, I missed out on. But uh, and I hated all of them, and everything I liked uh, failed uh, miserably. So. That just, you know, I am I'm feeling like George Costanza. I think my <laughs> best strategy this week is to do the opposite of what feels right. Um, and we all go through periods that way. And that and you have to do one of two things, right? You either step away, which I can't do because this is my job, or you do the opposite of all your instincts, like George Costanza did. And as you see, within minutes of deciding this strategy, as he was eating. The sandwich that he decided to order, which he never eats, he got the opposite. He got the opposite of what he normally eats. He had a date with a very fine young lady that he met at the counter there. And you see, sometimes employing the strategy is correct. Now, for George Costanza, always employing the strategy was correct. He always seemed to be uh, on the wrong end of these things. But for some of us, it's it's waves, right? We go through good. We go through bad. And we yeah, just need he, to be doing the opposite of what I say. And sometimes, uh, sometimes it's mindset too, right? Like you just—if yes. you're not feeling into it, then you're not making good decisions. And you know, it is a good, good opportunity to just kind of relax and reset. Um, and I think that's important. I think that there's such pressure in this world because it operates twenty-four-seven. Um, and you know, stepping away for a couple minutes, a couple hours, a day 
you know, could, I'm going to air quote, cost you, you know, $10,000 or something like that. And that's, that's a real problem. You just got to remember that there's always tons of opportunities going on. And, uh, you know, even if you were present, there's no guarantee that you would have acted upon that, that information, you know, proper, properly at the time. So, you know, just, uh, it's good to just be able to chill out and whatnot. I, um, and I, it could be that. hard. It could be hard to watch people doing well if you feel like you're not doing very well, but you know, everyone goes through those periods nobody is immune to it it's just part of how it it rolls Yeah, yeah. There's so so deep you can go on that. You know, everybody's got a different situation, different risk tolerance, different, you know, philosophies. And you got to pick what works for you. And sometimes maybe that's not the peak optimal situation for the meta. Um, but, you know, if you're a diamond handed holder and you have problems selling things uh, and, and you can participate for long enough and hold on long enough, you're going to have some big wins just in some projects like it, it just... For instance, if you held on to like fucking crypto skulls, I don't even want to talk about that today um, for long enough. And you're, you know, like, oh, this is, you know, it's just here. I don't want to sell it, blah, blah, blah. Like Gary Vee jumps into it and all of a sudden you've hundred X your your uh, your money in a, uh, overnight. So, yeah. And then anybody who FOMO'd in at 5 ETH last week is, you know, confused and hurt. <laughs> Like, what the hell happened? Right. And it's the same thing with Irene Dow, which we're going to talk about over the show. These things there. This is when we talk about this is an illiquid market. It works both ways. It's not just about the price falling out from things when people trip over themselves to sell. It's about when people start delisting at the same time that people start buying, things will move fast. People were looking at Irene Dow at five. He's like, what the hell? How could this be? I said the top is in. And I wasn't saying that to FUD. It's like you, we know how much money is sloshing around out there. We know how far these things could go. And we saw a bunch of influencers jumping in at like three ETH. And Looks we know like what Logan, happened. Logan Paul was happy to redistribute the uh, the wealth it, that he has into anybody that went to that for free. So pretty exactly. incredible. Exactly. And that's the point. You know, they jumped in at three ETH. It caused everybody to rush in and put it to five ETH. And, and that was exact. That's, you know, that's always the last leg when people start to FOMO because a celebrity did it. You know, celebrities aren't the top, but they're usually pretty close to it because people start to follow them. You get that one last spurt. And then it's not about whether a project has longevity. I mean, Irene Dow certainly has some very passionate fans that I can't figure (laughs) out why, but they're very, very into this Dow. And I'm not talking anything about the long term prospects. But boy, this this weekend was a great lesson in why FOMO and chasing isn't a good idea in most markets and is a death sentence in this market. You got it. All right, let's start the show. Do your uh, drum roll thing. All right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Monday, January 17th edition of The Morning Show, hosted live on YouTube and Twitch, I believe. Yeah, it's still on Twitch. Uh, I am your host, R2DGen, and I am joined with me, as always, by Free Market Capitalist. Hey, now. Hey, now. It's been a, a good weekend. I think we both kind of uh, hit, hit the uh, the brakes on our, um, you know, our trading activity and jumping in and just needed a little bit of a mental reset. Wasn't coordinated, coordinated or anything, but I think we both got on the microphone this morning and was like, what did you do this weekend? And we're like, not really a whole lot. You? And I was like, yeah, not really either. So um, I'm feeling... Re- 
fresh, rejuvenated. I definitely hung around. I saw a lot of chat in the DGen Dojo about some topics, and you know there are a lot of great mints going on. But I'm I'm feeling pretty good about just uh, just easing into this week. How about you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I threw it over to him just as he was probably running to go get his coffee, so I'll let him come back and uh, and get. The <laughs> but uh, I I don't know about you guys, but uh, up here in Ontario, we are getting absolutely pummeled with snow. Um, it's a, a school day for the uh, the teachers and the kids. Um, you know, my dog, sixty pound dog, could barely even walk in the snow down here, and uh, it's it's uh, looking white out there. How's it in New York? I think you're back now. We got a pretty nice sprinkling, uh, but it didn't stick. As of this morning, it is melted. It's still relatively cold here. We didn't quite get that Canadian tundra that you are enjoying today. I saw some pictures. Whoa. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know. Can you show? I could show a picture on the street. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> they like, want to know your snow you see a picture of my dog? <laughs> People love the pet content. Yeah, I will not discount that. Oh, it doesn't work like that. No good. Anyways, um, yeah. So it was. Uh, it's. Uh, it's a very very snowy day here, but I actually love it. I love the snow, and uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go buy a uh, snowboard and get back out there. I don't know what happened to mine. So, anyways, you guys aren't here to listen to me talk about snow or snowboarding. The weather report. That's actually a very big mint coming up this week. We. I, I'll get some more information out and drop. Oh, that's a real thing. Yeah, that's a good oh, okay. segue. I, I wanted to segue us out of that smoothly. So we'll it's talk NFTs. about the weather. Yeah. Oh, the, weather. <laughs> <laughs> the weather. We'll talk about the weather report later this week. It's a very hot mint coming up. So Yeah, no problem. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We are going to jump into looking at the cur- current crypto market right now. Not much happened over the weekend. Uh, Ethereum did have a little bit of a run up to 3,400. It's pulled back a little bit. Bitcoin, same thing, 44,000. It's pulled back a little bit, but we are trading sideways in that channel. And uh, so far, 17 days into the year, free markets lemonition has come true. We are trading (laughs) sideways, um, but not without its volatility. There's going to be up and down, sideways, up, sideways, down, sideways, but that's okay. Uh, It seems to be doing very very well for the nfts wouldn't you say yeah and let's just be clear my lemonition isn't even remotely true until like uh, november or december we got to see how the year plays out so 17 days is not a good sample size no 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 i yeah let's <laughs> let's move away from that but uh yeah i mean i if this was what happened the rest of the year i think we're all gonna get rich i mean you could not if you are in altcoins or if you are in nfts you want nothing more than Bitcoin and Ethereum to be in a $1 range for the rest of our lives. That just gives all of our other Ponzi's the ability to go <laughs> up and up and up. And it's really been a great atmosphere so far. We've seen it reflected in prices. I think everything that was hot the first two weeks of the year has been cooling off and consolidating. Everything yeah, which is fell. most of my portfolio. Thank you. Me too. Hey, yeah. I mean, you know, and... There was a reason I took off this week. Not only did I give away so much ETH in the beginning of the week trading like an idiot, but, you know, all of my stuff was down. I was not feeling good this week. It was not a great week for me. I had had a good couple weeks and it's just how this game goes up and down, up and down. Right. So, yeah, you know, we were um, we were pretty bullish on the cat bricks and that was a whole thing in in and of itself. Mm. 
Um, we actually went live on a, a Twitter spaces for the uh, the launch of uh, or the reveal of it, which was pretty fun. Um, it was definitely met, met with some mixed results. I think a lot of people are um, uh, were feeling, uh, you know, a, a little underwhelmed by it. I, I think that there could have been some better choices made. I actually still really like them, but uh, but that was that was kind of the the highlight of our NFT weekend for how much we participated in. I think you saw you. How would you think of the cap bricks? I was very disappointed. I was I was disappointed not in the art or the concept. I like the art and the concept. I was disappointed with the execution of the art and I was disappointed with the ability of the team to understand how to manage a launch because they did not do any proper marketing. They did not harness uh, what they had because that, you know, that general was going crazy during the reveal. They had great volume afterwards. They saw prices start to go up and they did nothing to encourage or, you know, do anything to keep the hype train going. And the art was a little lazy. I mean, shout out to Ghost who pointed this out because, you know, for someone like me, I would have never noticed this, you know, right away. Maybe it would have happened after a few weeks. But if you zoom in, on the cat bricks and you look at their hats okay there are no curves they're actually all straight lines but you have to look in very closely to see they're basically you know angles and that has to do with how you digitally render this 3d stuff and you know for ghost who's somebody who does this for a living every day of his life he understands that was just laziness the uh, the inability to curve out those hats and mind you legos are all curves okay when it comes to the figures they're all very smooth and curvy the hats the the figures themselves yes the blocks are an- angular um but that was never you know those were the two reasons i was pretty disappointed with this drop i still love the art but it looks like those are going to be bags headed to my hidden folder and it was just <laughs> you know after after hunger brains and which was just such a bad call and then cat bricks. I had a bad taste in my mouth the rest of the week. I pretty much did not mint anything. But what you saw were so many people in Alpha Mint have a great week. Like this is this is what's nice. You know, it's a, someone who had a good couple of weeks is taking a week off for one reason or the other. People who saw the right meta and had the thing speak to them did very well. So it's really just about staying in your lane, not getting depressed when your week doesn't go well, but you don't want to just keep changing your thinking and saying, oh, I have to adjust this way. And oh, I have to adjust this way. Because by the time you've convinced yourself to adjust, the meta changes from underneath you. Just be calm, be patient, wait for the ball or the puck to come to you, and you'll be fine. Are you walking around right now? No. You're not? Oh, it's weird. Your uh, your voice kind of keep it sounds like you're like going in and away. out. Yeah, it sounds like you're walking away from your microphone and like pacing around your room and then it kind of like it sounds like you sit down again or something. So I'm not sure. It's all good. Like I could hear everything that you were saying. It just kind of sounds like you were like getting further away and whatnot. Um I will yeah, try to get my audio under control. You sound great right there. It's all good. All right. Um, I'm going to yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you mentioned a good thing about the Caprix. So, like, I, 
I kind of get what you're saying with the art. Like I, I totally understand that. That is like a very keen eye to to catch that stuff. But I actually like them. I think that they look good. I just I think that the one thing that happened with them is that there's only three traits plus the background um, that exists them, and it's hat face and um body right and i just uh i i kind of thought when these were going to reveal that they would be more like full figure kind of things so there would be like maybe like pants arms like holding something you know and get up to that like six seven different traits to create a lot of different rarity um but i actually don't think they're bad the community in their discord is is actually really strong like they are really um you know, uh, getting behind it and whatnot. And sure, the floor is about mint price right now. It did get up to point two, um, but we let's not forget we saw that with lemons too, right? Um, lem like, I'm, and I'm not saying that this has the same kind of um, special um, kind of vibe as lemons, but it, it's not dead yet. Like lemons pulled back a little bit and then just like went absolutely parabolic. The ownership here is actually really good. It's clo pretty close to 5,300, um, which means that the average person owns less than two. Um, I, I guess my biggest thing that I wanted to echo with what you mentioned was just that, you know, it takes um, a really good team and some sharp marketing to be able to manage the hype and uh, keep things going. Um, I, I was a little disappointed in this team for the simple fact that I, you know, I was trying to reach out to them because we were doing the Twitter spaces for the reveal. Couldn't get a hold of them. Sure. Reveal day is a busy day for them. So, you know, it was a last minute thing, not the biggest in the world, but Saturday, uh, all of a sudden the volume started picking up and like th there were people sweeping, there were people buying, uh, there were lots of them up for sale, which was unfortunate, but, uh, you know, it ended up running up to that point two mark and I was in the discord trying to get a hold of them being like, you guys need to get on Twitter spaces right now and start having fun with this. Like bring people up, give them a spot to, uh, you know, when people see it trending on icy or Moby or whatever, and, uh, they want to go figure out what this cat bricks clubhouse is. You log into Twitter and all of a sudden you see a spaces with three, four 500 people that's hosted by them. Um, it's a no brainer spot to go in. I think this is one of the, you know, real magical points that, uh, lemons captured was that, you know, Farouk just jumped into a, uh, Twitter spaces and started going nuts on them. And there was never that opportunity. And like the only thing that I really got out of it was just like, they pointed me to the announcements and they're like, yeah, Twitter spaces sometime this week. And I was like, yeah, but you got to do it now. I even offered to jump in there and help them just like get, get up and like, just talk for a little bit. I only had about a half. Anyways, it was just that like, that lack of response to this very exciting time in their cycle where they minted uh, it, the reveal happened. It kind of slowly sat there and then just went crazy. Um, you got to capture that. And, uh, and, and I just, I, I, I was surprised that there, there was no presence there. That's my, that's my two cents on it. Yeah. And I, I think there's a big difference between manufacturing hype and managing hype, right? You know, hype yeah, is embrace it, hug it, exactly. it, nurture it, you know, like get, give people a place to be excited. Hype has like kind of a negative connotation to it because it implies, it always implies something that's going to die down, right? Like hype can never always last. So there's like this, you know, negative connotation to it, but keeping it going as long as possible is very beneficial. You want people to feel good about your project. They're your best marketers. I mean, everyone's out there talking about lemons every day. 
Everyone's out there talking about alien friends every day. Cool cats. You see these communities, they're obsessed, right? That's, that is something you need to stoke as a creator. And, you know, these guys, I think it's just because they're very focused on the nuts and bolts of their project, right? It's great art. They have a very intricate P2E gaming game plans, and they even announced their new subsequent collections, which are going to be alien bricks or F. Don't know what they're calling them. It's alien oh. friends in this style and lemons in this style. Those, <laughs> those, were, just, those were just specific one of ones that they're auctioning off for like a, a, I don't know if it was charity or something. So these aren't new, are, are these aren't new collections coming? No, 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 no. Those are just like um, kind of partnership nods that they were kind of doing, I guess. Honestly, because quite frankly, <laughs> the lemon one is just a Lego. Like, unless you put those little pointy things that a lemon has on the side, Legos are yellow. This is just a Lego. It's not a lemon. It's a pirate Lego. I don't even mean in a DCMA way. I just mean, what is this? This isn't a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, okay. You know, I, All I, right. What? Nothing. No, I'm just saying like me on that. I thought you'd be very passionate. And oh, 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 yeah, no, about the fact that it's it a is, Lego. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I do agree with that. <laughs> I, just, I, I just meant like what they're doing was kind of just like whatever, you know, like <laughs> ah, they, I, they just failed to like keep get me and keep me excited about it. Um, I'm still going to reach out to them because I, I do think that they're I still like them. Like, I still think that there's a lot of uh, a lot I love of them qualities about them. And, and they, I think they, they look, look decent. Good. And they're good. PFP. They're good. Yeah, they're good profile pictures too. Yeah. I have no issues with that. I would just like you know, mm-hmm. I just I have a specific way that I would have gone about. You know, here's a thought I that. had. Here's a thought I had. Do you think it would have been more successful had they been the exact cool cat traits? Um, in Lego form, maybe. I I, I don't know. So. I think so. I I in I, I originally thought you know it's smart of them to not go that much of a copy but you know what those cool cat traits are so good i mean people talk about how they are the best traits in the game and while these are inspired by cool cats i feel like that could be a reason that a lot of the cool cats people didn't gravitate towards them because they couldn't find their matcher necessarily yeah so you know what i mean if i'm like really looking at it right now um these are all very Lego esque traits to the point where some people have found some that are like almost exact copies of them again. Like it's fine. I don't think it diminishes what the project actually did. Um, But when you're talking about like, this is like a cool hoodie. I like that. But like when you're talking about like metaverse characters and like who these people want to be when you're running around in uh, like that kind of setting, like, I'm sorry, but like a doctor is, is probably not it, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I guess it's just, you, you want it to be fun. You want it to be Mimi. You want it to have nods to the, the, the current NFT space. Right. And just, uh, like some, a lot of these just didn't do it. Like this is just these, this one right here, the orange kind of tank top. Like that is just too plain. Like if you pull they, that, it's disappointing. They needed a rainbow Afro. So that Farouk would buy one. Come on. The one trait rainbow Afro. It's obvious. It's synonymous with cool. Yeah. Things. Throw some vomit rainbow in there. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways. Great. Whatever. I, I don't think this project is dead. Whatever. 
I don't think this project is dead, um, but I do think that it's uh, it was not quite what I wanted it to be. So, um, yeah, like you said, we have our bags of those. No problem there. Um, back to the news, actually. NFT platform OpenSea has hits record $3.5 billion in volume, uh, monthly volume. Um, this is its highest month ever. We are only, as I said, 17 days into the month. That is absolutely massive for it to, you know, be on a trajectory to more than double its um, its current uh, high watermark in, in monthly volume. So, I, you know, things are looking up in this. Um, but the biggest thing that I'm curious about is how much of uh, the volume looks rare is actually taking from them. We had a pretty good in, uh, conversation about... Um, about that in the pre-show and it would be really interesting if you could kind of subtract the wash trading which we talked about on friday and how it's not necessarily a bad thing because it's causing a lot of wins on a, a lot of uh, different sides um and, and kind of see how much volume you know looks rare is adding to the uh, the ecosystem as well so uh i mean that's that's huge for nfts we've all felt the increase in the volume especially with uh, a lot of the projects that we've been watching minting trading etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's great to see uh but looks rare yeah um did you use it at all you've been staked i guess it, it was a week ago that the uh, looks token dropped and this kind of all started uh i i ended up starting to stake at noon on uh, on last monday morning so yeah what's uh, what's your first week uh, look back on it so i have been so unbelievably bullish on looks rare that every day i try to like figure out the bear case because i just don't want to get too blind and i'm not even saying this as a joke like i i think that their concept here is so powerful right like we have been trying to justify the value for governance tokens for three years it is the dumbest fucking exercise i think crypto has ever tried to accomplish that we've been trying to just convince ourselves forwards and backwards that these governance tokens have value it's ridiculous people want dividends people want money looks rare is like here here's a share of the profits wow revolutionary let's go right so this is a very i think all tokens coming out going forward are going to be in, in incentivization, right? It's going to be tokens that incentivize you with something like WETH. It's what gets everybody so excited here. Now, I have not used Looks Rare as much as I should because of the UX. And I do think that's their biggest risk, right? Is that somebody very well-funded could come along with the same model of sharing uh, and a better UX. Um, this is really the only thing I think can can do it in right now, like the other angle would be the wash trading, right? If the wash trading becomes unprofitable and it does move away from looks rare and nobody does it anymore and our WETH payments drop 90% on the week because of it, are we going to be as enthused about it when we're not seeing that number always go up? Probably not. So that it would be very interesting to see what type of market share they're taking. Like when you look at retail and we see retail sales, you know, is up 3%, but all the major retailers are down 10%. Well, you look at Amazon and Amazon sales were up 14%. So you put those two numbers together and you go, oh, Amazon actually took 10% market share from all the competitors. It's not that sales are down. It's that they took all this market share. So I, I'm sure people are digging in on the numbers. 
but it would be great to have an analyst see exactly how much is taken because we're talking about OpenSea hitting record volumes this month. Well, what happens when we add in what's going on on LooksRare? Obviously, we have to subtract the wash trading, but wow, NFT, you know, 2022 is really making itself known as the year of NFTs right off the bat here because this is just some insane volume. Yeah, I mean, I, I think even if uh, Looks Rare can maintain some, like even just ten or twenty percent of OpenSea's volume for any extended duration of time, this is going to just be an absolute home run. Um, right now, looking at the chart, it was actually the Looks token was above five dollars very, very briefly there, um, but it really has since its inception just done like a two steps forward, one step back kind of you know staircase up. Um, you know, there's a bit of a pullback there as some some big, big, big profits were taken. Uh, and then they just kind of hit really, really strong support where people just said, I'm buying more of this shit. And I think the reason is that the proof is in the pudding, right? Like you go on to looks rare and you click the rewards tab. And I'm going to pull mine up here too. Just I took a screenshot of it just to show you um, how incredible this has been. And uh, and this is why I'm bullish on it. And this is why, you know, what you were mentioning is like that that share of the wealth and that compounding effect that has happened has been just absolutely outstanding um, because people are using the flat platform. Now, uh, for some context, I was airdropped 800 of these tokens. Uh, I put another half an Ethereum or half an ETH into uh, it, I think at about $1.50 or something like that, essentially doubled my position to just over 1,600 tokens and then staked. Now this was uh, Monday at noon, so now we are uh, basically a couple hours away from being seven days into the staking process. Um, I've earned just from staking. I haven't done any trading on this, although I have been following it closely and looking for opportunities. Um, but just from the compounding and the the weth offer, or um, sorry, the weth. Um, rewards. I've gotten an extra 190 looks tokens, which you know in current value is almost a thousand dollars, and then almost uh, 1.8. So just over, yeah, almost 1.8 weth um, in seven days, right? So it's over 0 0.02. If it can hold this value um, volume and and stay kind of at that level over the course of a year, that's over seven ETH. Um, if it picks up, that's even more. Like, and that's, that's just absolutely insane to me. This is a yeah. passive income. And the biggest bull case, I think, as far as volume goes, is for the bored apes and the cool cats and the, the punks of the world, right? Well, I guess crypto punks aren't traded there, but the. I, the, the idea that saving half a percent means nothing for you and me trading something point one is true. But when we're talking about uh, 80 ETH JPEG, it's a lot of money to people. And I think that that is one reason you see such huge volume over there minus the wash trading is that now people who have a very, very high priced NFT and are thinking about their sale very carefully. They're not in a rush to sell into volume. This is probably something they've taken weeks, if not months, to thoughtfully consider. Like, I'm going to sell this very expensive JPEG I have. That half a percent you're saving means a lot. Not to mention the fact that you get rewards for trading there and stay, you know, all that great stuff on top. I'm trying to ignore the looks rewards for now because I think a much better story here is the WEF. Because that's real money. Looks could go to zero tomorrow, and this airdrop was still worth real money to people because they can take that wet, right? Yeah. And 
It's the same thing with how I'm looking at the trade. Sure, you get the looks rewards, which is really nice, but you're saving, you know, anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars if you're selling well, one of these high net worth JPEGs. Here's where the compounding effect really kind of starts to intrigue me. And it, you're right. It's not really about the value of the looks token and how much in dollar terms you've earned because it's going right back into your, mm-hmm. your wallet and it's being compounded. Right. But, um, you know, since I've staked for a week, uh, I've, my, my, the amount of looks token that I have is up, uh, you know, quick math, 12%, I think, mm-hmm. right. The yep. amount that you have staked in there is directly related to the amount of the the weth rewards uh the that you're you're pulling in right uh now obviously everybody's kind of going through that so maybe it's not the biggest factor it's right it does smooth out unless people start to unstake or whatever right now your proportion should be bigger um anyways so hopefully that compounding is also kind of keeping up with um um you know, the amount of rewards that you're, you're, that are being distributed to you. And as we know, uh, you know, if you say time in the market beats timing the market, if you're early in this and that compounding effect, regardless of your starting stake really starts to take hold. I mean, it's going to, uh, it's going to be really, really great for you in the long term. What makes something a Ponzi scheme is when the only reason somebody would buy it is because they think number going to go up right? That's never sustainable. Okay. But when somebody buys something, when somebody makes a trade on looks rare, it's not because they expect number to go up. It's because they're saving actual dollars in their pocket. There is a use case for this product besides number goes up. We talk about it in P2E games and we talk about it all the time. To transition something from a Ponzi into a viable company, there needs to be a compelling reason to use the product besides number go up. People spend $15,000 on a Louis Vuitton bag, not because they expect to resell it next year for 25 grand. And we need this to be the case not just for NFTs, but also for all these shit coins that we trade on a regular basis. It's why the governance token model is so f- broken. It's so stupid. And, you know, I participated in it as well, doing just the craziest mental gymnastics to try to figure out why these things have value. If you went to the stock market tomorrow and told them the only value of their shares was voting rights, every company would lose 90% of its, its, its uh, market cap the next day. This is this is this is a revolution in crypto and it seems so damn obvious right but the reason is is regulations and we will see maybe that is the other bear case you know this is literal redistribution yeah, of profits right here and we haven't talked about it a lot so it, we're we're going to see how this all plays out. Now, these people are not U.S. based. They are not worried about it. But anybody in a Western country who has the ire of their local revenue collection services, you know, holding over them are all this is this is all going to be a hot topic uh, over the next year. So we'll see how it plays out. I I am just going with the faith here. Uh, not just because of the actual brass tacks, which I'm looking at my my number go up every day as far as the web I'm making, but also the team behind it. I trust them. I believe in them. I think they've had all these discussions you and I are having over the last two months as they were conceiving 
this product. And as we're all trying to figure it out, they're probably one or two steps ahead of us. Yeah. And I, you know what, it was very apparent to me that that was the case and that they are very surely are one or two steps ahead. Um, when the wash trading thing came out and everyone's like, Oh my God, like people are doing this, like, you know, devs do something or whatever. And they came out and said, yeah, it's happening. The fuck do you care? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that was basically the response, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, that's true." They're like, "We're getting wet out of it." Everyone else is getting wet, and it's helping build the ecosystem because this people is, are using it. The, the other thing right. that, oh yeah, go. Yeah, and you were about to. No, I was just gonna say this is all customer acquisition cost. All of this shit that looks too good to be true right now—it's just a startup spending money to convince customers to use their product. It's not crazy when you think about what these large corporations spend to acquire you to buy their Big Mac. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like this is this is not crazy in the world of business. Oh, it, customer acquisition. I mean, when we were talking about it in restaurants, like how to how to get uh, we, the, the price to get somebody new into the building, it was like 10, 15, 20 dollars of like ever. You know what I mean? Like that's how much mm-hmm. it costs to acquire. Then you had to keep them like these these big companies, especially when um, they're trying to start that viral hype cycle. It, uh, they would happily spend you know, a hundred million dollars. Well, maybe not that much, a lot of money to onboard, uh, you know, a million users onto it in a short period of time so that those million people get all of their friends in. Right. That's very, very valuable. Mm-hmm. And the amount of money that it would take to do it is, is fine by them because they're not trying to be a $50 million company. They're trying to be a $50 billion company. Right. 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 So. And I mean, yeah, that companies will it's called burn, right? Like how much money do you burn to acquire customers? And they will lose money for years to to if they if if you've convinced your VCs that you have a viable model that will outgrow this this, you know, this cash burn, uh, it people will support it. And I do think that's what's happening with Looks Rare. I'm I'm so curious as to what large entities are looking at this and maybe planning to move in. I mean, I, you know, I think this coin's also going to go a lot higher this year and people are going to cash out when that happens. And that means yeah. my WEF payments are going to go up. So I'm really trying to not pay attention to the exact price of looks, even though that is the whole bag right now. And boy, is it a big bag if you were there early. Well, I mean like, yeah, exactly. And like, you know, there's always that like, Oh, a company like Uber's never turned a profit. Like, Okay. <laughs> it's not that they can't turn a profit. It's that, you know, they want to have such a stranglehold over the entire market and everything to do with any kind of derivative, every single vertical that they can actually take advantage of. They want to be the first mover in it and they want to have absolute pure dominance over it uh, because, you know, the upside is maybe they're a hundred billion dollar company. They want to be a $5 trillion company, right? It's not, they don't have to turn a profit right now when they can continue to just expand, 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 and really kind of just push their limits on, uh, on what it is. Right. So, um, I, I, yeah, I, I, going back to looks where I think that, uh, we're both incredibly bullish on that. And, uh, I, I think that I've decided in my mind that like on some trading profit, I'm going to allocate, um, X dollars into kind of reinvesting into that platform. I think it's a, uh, a, a good play. Feels like my new savings account. I want to make my WEF number go up. <laughs> um, and really quickly, this article, because we have just Slightly. gone... Com- <laughs> 
slightly we've gone, NFA. Slightly. We've gone on like five different tangents today, which is quite all right. But uh, uh, this article was really good and um, not because I'm suggesting that you should read it or there's a ton of like valuable information or alpha in it, but it just Web3 is not a scam, but it can feel like one. Uh, and it's just this uh, Jeff John Roberts, my test drive of NFT metaverse game Axie Infinity shows Web3 has a long, long way to go. He basically just outlines, um, you know, you have to acquire crypto oh, you have it in MetaMask. No, Axie doesn't accept MetaMask. Uh, you have to use this other wallet. Oh, you have to transfer it. You have to bridge. That's going to cost you money. Oh, you want to buy an Axie? Well, that's not enough. You have to buy three Axies. They're each night. I mean, so um, add up, add up, add up all of this friction that exists, um, all of these fees that exist, all of this money um, that you have to spend just to play a game like Axie. Um that to me is basically just saying there's still shitloads of friction and where there's friction, there's tons of opportunity. And that saying that we all love you are still early um, is definitely true because if this was easy, um, you know, that opportunity or that arbitrage or whatever uh, just, just wouldn't quite be there anymore. So I, I just really liked this because it was just a perspective piece on like, yeah, it's, it, you know, it feels good to us. It feels like it's very accessible um, and easy to partake in, you know, something like critters um, because we're already set up for all of this. It's just a matter of, you know, downloading Minecraft and uh, attaching your account to it and you're good to go. But, you know, from somebody on the outside looking in who's never even participated in crypto, there's, you know, five or six really kind of um, major steps just to get there. And at every point, you're going to be paying gas fees and you're going to be worried about losing your your money too, right? Because it's not as simple as just plugging in a credit card number and going. Um, so, yeah, I just I liked this article and I liked uh, uh, that reaffirmation that uh, there's there's still there's still a long way to go and with all due respect to the 130 iq that wrote this article axie is 2.5 web 2.5 at best i'd probably put them at web 2.2 uh if he really wants to have a nice friction-filled experience he should go play some ether orcs no i would actually <laughs> i would actually say the ether orcs experience is so smooth and so nice um, if you've ever seen the, the graphical user interface they created for that game, it's incredible. Uh, I am remarkably bearish on Axie uh, and all its assets. I think that it is it, it, it is great for what it did at the time. I don't yeah. think it's going to evolve into the new meta that's coming. I think it's going to become a relic. And I do think that its assets will have historic value. As you know, that's a big angle of all my theses in this market, but I do not have, I don't think uh, SLP, which is their uh, in game utility token you can earn, I don't think it's ever getting back to the old highs. And I think living in a developed country, there's no longer any profits to be made. Uh, for, for people who do not live in this country, these are miracles. I, I, I am so, 100%, yeah. I love it. I mean, nothing makes me feel better than when I hear these stories. But thinking in the terms of like those of us in Alpha Min looking at Alpha and trying to figure out what the next plays are, I do not think Axie will ever get back uh, to its old glory as the the uh, standard of on-chain gaming. Yeah, it definitely feels like they have a little bit of a MySpace, like important yeah. first step, great for onboarding users, um, but just kind of reached its its. Uh, peak capacity before people start moving on to other great things. Great analogy, actually. 
Well Thank done. you. Um, but yeah, it was like, you know, Etherworks is, is great, great UI, a lot of fun. But if you were to just grab some <laughs> random person off the street and say, hey, you should get into Etherworks, and say, great, how do I do that? I mean, yeah. Yeah. how much time do you have is yeah. you know, the answer that you'd be saying to them? It's an entire uh, uh, college course for somebody who knows crypto to start to get familiar with you. I've been some friends have called me recently. I've been like, hey, didn't you tell me about this EtherOrcs project? A while? Apparently it's getting out there into like even, you know, the DeFi people. I think DeFi Kingdom is doing a lot for NFTs. We haven't talked about that one a lot. It's on AVAX uh, Harmony. Uh, one is the name of their token and they use it to change it into jewel, which is the in-game currency there. It's both a DEX and a RPG yield farm, which I actually think is very, I love the idea of you going to switch your tokens in like a, uh, a shop, you know what I mean? Like it's this UI where you go to change your ETH into, into whatever, you know, in a, gamified interface it's fun um but yeah ether orcs is a is a little complicated even for people who understand crypto and it's expensive to get into like you can get by with one orc but you know two orcs is better and then you got to bridge them over to polygon and you got to start earnings once you bridge over to polygon it's a relatively painless experience which i've done i am now on the polygon ecosystem working my orcs because you cannot uh, engage with your allies anywhere except the Polygon ecosystem. I was going to stay on L1. I don't know why something feels right about that to me, but I, you know, get down or lay down, as uh, as Beanie Siegel said. Yeah, I want to. Um, um, God, I fuck. I I really wish that I had bought some works when they were low. <laughs> like I'm just, I always feel like I'm out on that. But you yeah. know, it's it's the thing though, guys. This is why we always say you want to be liquid during those down you what things get so cheap when this market when volume leaves this market there is something to be said for being liquid into a bear i mean you just clean up if you have a little patience you just clean up yeah for sure i want to bring the this gaming conversation back to critters um real quickly just because that's been um an interesting topic uh and i don't know if how deep you want to go on it right now but um Pranksy, last week we saw um, um, Becker jump in and the, you know, the price shot up to four ETH. Uh, it definitely cooled off after that and went down below one ETH. Pranksy jumped in yesterday around 5.30. He uh, used the genie to sweep up 30 of these critters um, and it kind of kickstarted something again. Now, the kickstart was kind of in the actual critters purchasing. Uh, I checked the plots and, and the price of brick or block, sorry. And it didn't really go up too, too much. Uh, but I definitely think that there was some renewed interest in it. And um, I, again, some fresh set of eyes on it. I really do think that this is just in a bit of a lull phase in the game where now people are playing it. They're accumulating the block. They're starting to mint um, some some tokens. I know you kind of had some frustrations with the amount of AFKing that was going on in there, maybe you know, um, causing some inflation. Um, well, in terms it's of what the creators... The it's what the creators have pointed to as as hurting the block economy. And I do think that as many protections they can put in there to eliminate people from AFK is important because it is inflating the amount of block that should exist. And, uh, you know, I think this obviously exists. I, I don't play Minecraft. I'm assuming this is a big part of every 
part of these type of games because I, I, I didn't even know what AFK meant until I was educated on it. Um, and it, I don't know. It seems like one of those things, like for every protection you put in, people are just going to figure out a way around it. Like you're never going to catch up to that because it would break the fundamentals of the game to truly eliminate oh, shit. it. Um, what are our plots moving now? Yeah, I just pulled it up just as like, something <laughs> to like scroll on. It was like nothing five hours ago. And then, you know, we've been live for an hour, 30 minutes ago. Somebody just went to absolute town on it. I, I maybe some of the mine ge- sold. I don't know. The Pranksy. general con- Pranksy's yeah. doing it again. Yeah. No shock. The, the general consensus here is that it is short term bearish and long term bullish. And the reason is that there's no economy set up for block yet. There aren't enough protections in for AFK. And as long as the price of block keeps getting hit as really the only thing for people to do is either buy plots, which you have to have a very long term mindset to do, or you have to sell the block into the LP. So the thing's gone from, you know, 180 down to 25 cents because really there's nothing to do but sell your block. And the issue with this is. Early on, people wanted to rent these things because you could earn 400 block a day and at a dollar, this is one hell of a living. At 25 cents, it's 100 bucks. And no one's saying $700 a week isn't great, but it certainly reduces what people are willing to pay for critters. And it causes traders to say, you know what, I'm just going to take the 1.5 or whatever price it was at and sell my critter. And that caused quite the dump. I mean, after Becker got into these things, they had jumped all the way to 4.5 ETH and were quickly, quickly dumped on into the market, but it didn't end. They eventually got to 0.94 before Pranksy decided to step in and sweep. I thought they were primed at 0.94. I know some people think they could go a little lower, but I, who forever has the long-term mindset ingrained in me, uh, thought they were a great buy there. I think they're a great buy here. And I would definitely be buying more critters uh, as my liquidity situation allows. Yeah, I, I think you kind of hit a, a nail on the head there with like, you know, the only thing that you have to do with block is to mint the plots and minting the plots means that you actually have to be playing the game. Um, they have lots of stuff planned in terms of what you can do with the block later. But for now, that is the name of the game. Um, the price of plots kind of correlates to the price of block. There's lots of, you know, interesting arbitrage opportunities there, or there was at least for a brief period of time. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the price of the plots are going up and they will continue to rise. And I do think that that is going to, um, continue to burn, um, more block than is being produced simply because the, the max total amount, if everybody was playing and playing properly, um, without, you know, them being stacked on different accounts and everything is kind of capped. Uh, you know, there's a, a, an X that it can never go over. Now the price of everything else is going up and up and up. Uh, um, I do think that it's creating, uh, it will create a um, um, kind of a, a price, uh, a sharp price increase um, once plots start to get closer to being fully minted out. We still are some ways away from that. But um, yeah, I mean, the gaming thing, or sorry, um, the putting the block into the liquidity pool and earning money from it is always interesting. Uh, if you play, I think it was for like, if if blocks at twenty five cents and you play for six hours, um, your dollars per hour would be somewhere in like the fifteen to eighteen dollar an hour range U.S., which is actually 
not at you know is a you know above minimum wage and whatnot too. So uh, I mean, I, I just and think that's interesting. The point, like most jobs in New York, will pay you twenty dollars an hour now, but at the same time, you're not you know you got to do some hard labor for that. Like this is uh, this is Minecraft. This is something people enjoy doing for fun anyway. Yep. So even at these depressed prices, I would I would think a lot of people would choose to do this over digging a ditch on the side of the road or something similar, right? Yeah, just digging ditches in the metaverse. <laughs> Less backbreaking labor, that's for sure. There you go. Um, all right, let's uh, let's let's slide over to Wolf Game just because it deserves a mention. It is back with a vengeance. Uh, the floor on it is just about 1.8 ETH. I've seen wolves going for 14 ETH um, or more right now, and uh, and this has just came back with uh, a huge storm i saw wool uh wool the wool token is like 40 cents again or something and uh for anybody that diamond handed the fuck out of this project congratulations because uh it is paying off once again yeah absolutely we know that a few of our dgen dojo members got in on this as it was alpha that was dropped and seemed to be the hot ticket of the day it basically defined an entire meta as we saw so many of these derivatives come online and then the meta changed it crashed um but the diehard stayed with it given how they've set up their risk protocol and their game theory it did not give anybody a lot of impetus to unstake um over the quiet period you saw some incredible buys i mean we're talking people dumping two million dollars into wolves right and beanie is a master marketer and you can't take anything he says especially when he alludes to mystery right like marketers are great at making you think there's something there when there isn't so when we saw these two million dollar buys beanie was tweeting out up oh, $2 million buys. They must have found out who the shepherd is, like implying we're going to find out it's Satoshi or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? And who knows? I mean, I'm not saying there isn't some incredible secret here we're going to find out, but it was pretty remarkable the sized buys you would see, even as this thing was kind of in its own depressed bear market. And now wool is 40 cents. It's coming out of it in, in a beautiful way. And it looks like it's going to have another moment here. So. Yeah, um, this might actually be a, a signifier that games are back in the meta, too. I mean, I, like I always say, I don't think that they've ever really left. I think that this is going to be just a steady increase. Um, but Orcs is doing really well. Critters is getting some attention again. Um, uh, the one we just mentioned, Wolf Game, uh, is is just exploding once again. And this might actually be a perfect opportunity for a project that we've been looking at um, and keeping our eye on for a while now. Um, and they also just dropped something on Twitter, uh, Raid Party. Yes. Um, you know, this is, a, this is a very well thought out game. Um, I'm trying to pull it up on screen. It's the wrong one. Um, fuck me. There we go. Raid Party. They, uh, they dropped this video uh, that sneak peeks uh, kind of what their game is going on. It's like an idle clicker style um, slash game where you get your uh, you get your party together. Maybe you can get a guild together. Not sure about that. And you beat up on some monsters, earn um, some of their token upgrade, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this project looks fucking sick, man. Yeah, and like it's very Final Fantasy vibes. The 
art, I would say, is as good as we've seen on any of these other RPGs. I think this is one of my one knock on most of these. Orcs is like next level pixel art. We can see we see a lot of pixel art projects come down the pike, some more low effort than others, but that cannot be said for orcs, nor this new pix uh nor this new raid party that is coming out right now, which is so cool. They've announced a few partnerships over the weekends, one with Anonymous and the other one with, uh, it's slipping my mind right now, but the they've put a little character from both projects in there swinging that sword. Um, and they are promising some innovations to P2E, right? I've, I've always said that these are basically... Forgotten cool. Runes is the other one. Yes. Oh, thank you. Forgotten Wizard Runes. We... I've always said that these games, these P2E games are basically yield farms with gamified front ends attached. And this looks to be no different, but they seem to have solved a few things according to the medium posts they've made, like why these games tend to have natural endpoints and fall off and all the things that really do these type of risk protocols in. They have some really innovative things coming I can't really talk about right now, but I expect this to be one of the most watched projects of the first quarter here. They now have 50,000 people in their uh, Discord, I believe almost 30 or 40,000 on Twitter, and I uh, am really excited to see this one unfold. I think you're muted, sir, if you're speaking. I sure am. Um, I was typing, and I hate when I put the keyboard sound in the uh, the audio. Um, but yeah, if games are coming back in vogue like we kind of think they are, this could be hitting a, uh, a a really, really great time, especially if, uh, you know, the, the issue that surrounded Hunger Brains is any indication that people want this. They want new things to participate in, especially things that are kind of changing, um, you know, flipping things on their head and something new to participate in rather than just like a wolf game copy. Right. Um, but you know, I, I, provided everything goes smoothly for them, I really actually think this is going to be an incredible project just because it's, it's the right time for it. Yeah. You know, a lot has to do with execution and I, I know the disciplines that this team comes from and I have the utmost confidence uh, in their ability to execute here. Sure. This is, we talk about crypto teams moving into gaming versus gaming companies moving into crypto. And these guys come from the gaming world. So I'm super excited to see what they've put together. It's going to be good. Um, all right. Maybe we'll just do a speed round into the other things that we had to talk about. Uh, Irene Dow hit. That was uh, something else. <laughs> the um, This was a free mint that happened. Was it it happened on Friday and it popped up and we're like, I don't know what this is. It's at 0.2, 0.3. Oops. Uh, this thing shot up to 4 ETH, 5 ETH. I saw Logan Paul was buying, I think he bought 30 or 40 of these at 5 ETH. Um, yeah. And uh, and this went absolutely crazy. Does anybody even know what this is about yet? I know that this is Irene Joe. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, there was some skeptic as to whether or not she was a part of it, but then it is confirmed that she was a part of it because she hinted at it uh, like a week earlier. So, you know, there's that. But I, I mean, what what is this? This is uh, shocking, I guess. This is a perfect example of what Kobe wrote about. And I think we're going to be pointing to this Substack post for years. 
because it's about attention, right? There, there is a formula to understand what popular culture is talking about, where the NFT market is, and how those two things can clash to create the next meta. And it takes a, a very skilled mind to see it and act on it. But that is exactly what happened here, right? Every important meta clashed into one, in, into an industry dominated by a bunch of men, right? So it's not unusual that a very pretty young lady would entice all of them to ape into something. And I think all these powerful forces combined into just this crazy cook that caught attention. I think the more ridiculous a concept, the more likely it is to capture the crypto, uh, the crypto mindshare as it was. I think crypto, crypt, creature toads is a very good example of this. I think creature toads will flip creature world this year. Why? Because it's so ridiculous and memeable. I think the art is fabulous. The team is as rabid and dedicated as I've ever seen. The community is lively. I, there are few communities I can post about that I get anything from, you know, 30 to 50 to 100 likes and retweets on the post. But Creature Toads, this is this this has all the formulas, uh, all the variables to create a great community and really good ideas and a very, very passionate creator. And I think what a meme it would be this year to see this thing flip the underlying collections that inspired it after being maligned unfairly by some of the creators and biggest fans of this collection, just because it was a mashup. And this mashup was made with passion and care. And quite frankly, I like the art better than Creature World. And I like Creature World. And I think the Creature Toads art is better on that fact alone. I expect it to do well this year. So attention, okay? And that's what Irene Dow did better than most is it captured attention. And I think that if someone could figure out exactly the formula to reproduce this on a regular basis, they'd have those things that, you know, mint out for free and go to five ETH every week. That's why we see it every week. Something manages to capture everyone's attention. Yeah. And this has definitely captured people's attention. I think that there was just uh, like, you know, there's, there's something in particular about it where they were very like, um, memeing of it too, right? Like just the, uh, I'm going back to Irene Dow, but yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, the whole like simp thing and whatnot. So, um, but just absolutely wild. And like for somebody that minted this for free to sell it to Logan Paul for five ETH, uh, I mean, that is a good redistribution of, of wealth and, right. and ETH too. And it's one of the reasons why, um, you know, I, I think the the NFT market has been so strong is because we're seeing these big, uh, you know, big pump ups. We saw, you know, Pranksy, uh, you know, drop 40, 50 ETH just in the critters thing, too. And a lot of people minted those for free as well. Well, they, they just take that ETH and go and spend it on something else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so these prices get really, really, really inflated. Big celebrities jump in. They don't really care whether it's four ETH or five ETH at the end of the right. day. These guys have so much fucking money. Um, but for the person that minted it for free, now all of a sudden you got some quiddity, my friend. 
So uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm you know what? I'm gonna grab the um, the restream link uh, for anybody in the Moon Lounge that wants to jump up. It'll be up in the AM show chat. We'll start getting you queued up on stage here. Uh, you want to riff on some uh, fly fish stuff that had a little bit of a, a nice pump as well this weekend. We talked about Gary V's restaurant uh, NFT going on. What's uh, you you managed to snag one of these? What happened with that? Yeah, uh, last week uh, I had wanted one of these since mint. Uh, they got it. They I did not get whitelist. I was not able to mint the public. It did um, very well immediately after mint, but as the hype died, it kind of went away. And they were sitting there at about three point seven ETH. So I decided to kind of stink bid what at three and see if somebody would take it because so many people were taking either small losses or trying to sell it for what they paid for it. Uh, somebody took that bet. Uh, I was holding on to it and it started to do okay. It had creeped back up to four. But then this weekend, an article came out in the Washington Post talking about fly fish what it was going to do. The headline was basically NFT restaurant. What's going on here? Which is great to capture eyeballs and attention. And boy, did it see a cook. These things uh, were sitting at seven ETH last time I looked. They've been uh, meandering back and forth between 6.5 and 7.5 since this pop. This is a this is a very interesting concept a lot of people expected to see and I think is one of the first successful models as such. And I'm really curious to see the execution here. I would think my only reservation, and I know Gary V will spare no expense to find the best sushi chefs and the finest fresh fish in the world. But normally, very prestigious restaurants are built around a personality, right? And Gary V is a great personality, but he's not a chef and he's not a restaurateur. So while I expect the quality to be at its utmost, there's a reason Masa has the reputation that it has. And there's a reason Nobu has the reputation that it has. So I'm curious to see if this private restaurant could land a very high profile chef like that, that would justify um, it being one of the best restaurants, uh, not just in New York, but in the world. I'm, I'm very excited about the prospects. I, I'm a bit of a foodie. And this is just a really interesting, awesome thing to me. So as nice of a cook as it is, if it went to, uh, you know, 100 ETH or 10 or zero ETH, it probably wouldn't matter to me because I want to keep it and check the restaurant out. Yeah, we, we went in depth on this a little bit last week, and I think that's a brilliant concept, too. Um, I would love to see how far it goes in terms of uh, like what that membership entails and, you know, your seats at the restaurant and whatnot. So this is going to be pretty cool. But yeah, what is seven, seven, eight ETH it got up to at some point or mm -hmm. is right now? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I will double check. It was at six point nine, I think, last time I looked. But yeah, it's it's been holding that floor. Well, it is super thin up to 10 ETH. But, you know, these are very high ticket um, items. So even though there's only 20, I don't necessarily expect that to get swept any second. The thing is, they are targeting the wealthy and affluent. They probably could give three shits about seven ETH. So for them. It's just about having that, you know, thing to talk about at the cocktail party. Oh, I'm, I'm in the private restaurant. Have you heard of it? Yeah. At some of these restaurants where people want to, uh, you know, splash a little bit, you know, the, the USD value of 7 ETH is not 
out of the question for their bill to be that high. Um, mm-hmm. At times, you know, you see people buy those giant bottles of champagne, and you see the, uh, you know, the 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 snapshot of the uh, the bill that they ended up paying. You know, twenty thousand right. dollars for a bottle of champagne, seven thousand dollars for you know a giant tomahawk steak that the chef carves in front of you and whatnot. Um, yeah, seven ETH for for people that you know participate in that ecosystem is small potatoes, quite frankly. So yep. real, real cool stuff. Um, Alpha Mint Cook yesterday, Planet FOMO, MOFO. Uh, that was, a. <laughs> I, I didn't, I, like I said, I didn't participate in this, but they actually look pretty good. They uh, do, unique, yeah. I like unique style, uh, lots of good different traits on there. Um, I can't remember what it was minting at uh, price-wise, but looking on OpenSea right now, it is sitting at a very nice, comfortable 0.5 ETH pre-reveal. I believe the reveal is sometime today, unless I've got my projects mixed up, Um, but that should be very interesting to watch. So let me know in the chat if you ended up getting in on that. And if you did and you're a Moon Lounge member, grab that Restream link and come talk to us about it uh, because I want to hear what you're doing with this. Uh, Again, no skin in the game here, but already a nice unique um owners um distribution so far we love seeing it get up to that 60 percent, and that's when things really kind of get tight and the supply cuts down a lot so that's pretty exciting so congrats also i just it didn't even really notice this but 2000 eth in volume traded already incredible yeah yeah it's it i'm curious to see this reveal because if they nail it i think it could be one of those situations where we don't see that post reveal uh, drop but hey, Pat Briggs is such a, it's such a good example of people were a little underwhelmed. And I think that contributed to why they did not uh, maintain their price. Yep. I, I agree with that. Um, one thing that was a absolute massive cook was this Little Heroes by Edgar Plant. Um, let's refresh this, but before sitting at 2.2 ETH. Uh, yes, yeah, still the same. It is pre-reveal. Uh, 7,777 of these things minted. Already 4,000 owners, and the floor is 2.2. These just minted, I think, like 12 hours ago or something like that, maybe uh, a day ago. So, yes, yeah, sometime yesterday. Um, but uh, but really uh, uh, quite a rise up here, and it'll be fun to watch where that goes. Again, another 3D quality project. Uh, Edgar Plans, I believe, is fairly well known as well. He's got some art posted on his website uh, that he has sold uh, well into the six figures. So 330000 for this one, um, 200000 for these. So yeah, he's been around. Um, very cool style to these, though. I like this. Uh, I do know oh, him. SpongeBob nod there. Oh, okay, you do. Not, not, not personally, but I, as I'm saying, this is the year of known artists. This cook doesn't surprise me at all. I think the biggest risk to any NFT collection you own is that this level of art is going to start entering the market uh, this year. And it certainly could shine a light on the projects that were more about, you know, proof of concept, look what we can do on the blockchain versus like professional next level globally recognized artists now getting into this new meta, right? So that is why I think these, you know, did so well. And now let's speak about the contract. So well written for gas that it was crowed about, yet there was a small bug, which may have been a feature depending on how ballsy you were minting these things because there was supposed to be a two mint limit. That limit was Fugazi. People were able to mint as many as they wanted. And 
these things quickly ran to two ETH. So if you were able to mint, say, I don't know, 19 of them, you did pretty damn well. <laughs> and this is, uh, I'm not going to shout out anybody in particular because what happens in the DGen Dojo stays in the DGen Dojo. If that person wants to make themselves known, they may. But huge congrats on this cook. And it's what I was talking about earlier in the show. If maybe you didn't have the best two weeks the last two weeks, well, this week was your week to shine. And that's always the way it is. It comes in waves. And I am just so, so proud of the DGen Dojo members who took advantage of this. It was well-deserved with the amount of alpha that they brought into our channel. So hat tip, uh, pretty amazing. But if you want to talk about um, the conversation with Lego and cat bricks and, uh, you know, people coming after them, uh, you might want to also extend that concern to this project because very clearly a Darth Vader one, they're using the ACDC logo, uh, SpongeBob, whatever, like it's no, all, it's all good. No, this doesn't even touch that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Like what this artist basically is doing satire by forming them to to his thing you're 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 not really allowed to do an exact spongebob yeah i I wasn't sure where parody starts to fall off if you're selling these for thousands of dollars or whatever the internet the internet's very interesting because you know if you walk into an art gallery you will see exact reproductions of mickey mouse or spongebob or whatever these artists were inspired by but they're allowed to do it disney does not you know sue an individual artist for their painting, this is different, right? This looks a lot more like mass production. This is a lot easier to access. And it's just a lot easier for companies to point to these things in court. It's a lot harder to drug and drag an artist and <laughs> to drug an artist. It's a drag an artist and his <laughs> I think they painting. do that themselves. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's more voluntary, but this this is I, I think gonna be fine. I don't think it does I cross. Think so too that line um so i say that only because the discussion was so like fervent mm-hmm. about the the cat bricks and yeah. i mean to me i was just like i i don't know like i don't see this happening like sure they they definitely took some 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 cues and some of the logos on the, their own you know were um were obvious but like again projects do this all the time big genie sweep on those australian open uh, art balls Brought the floor up to 0.33. Nice little genie sweep there. I love these things. 0.33? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I'd, I'd keep buying them if I could. Yeah, not not a huge price move, but I I think people like these things, and I think they're undervalued given the Australian Open started last night. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, and I love the utility that they kind of put mm. into that project too. It just makes so much sense, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. I know that uh, some people in the dojo were trying to figure out. Um, which spots on the court right. have a higher likelihood of being involved in a you know a game winning a game point winner, and yes. uh, and then trying to shop for those, which is a, you know a brilliant play, especially if this you're a is fan and you want to get oh. your hands on one of these balls. The news when this happens, I, I can't wait till this happens. It's going to be such a big news story, right? I I, I know they're going to do this for every uh, for every series this year. The the U.S. Open and the French Open are coming up. I imagine it's going to happen for them too. Definitely. Um, 
two other things. Uh, one cook that happened this weekend, shout out to Lisa who dropped this, was the ISO room. Uh, I love these little scenes like this. I think it was such a good like generative project. I don't have any of these. There's 3,000 of them, but uh, you know they're up to 0.23 right now. Uh, I think they were much higher than that before falling down. I think they got up to almost 0.5 at one point. I'm not going to scroll that far back um but this is just a great little project i love the just the vibes of these things yeah definitely i always been into these i bought a project long before anybody knew what an nft was called render room which was this same vibe i'm not sure about its metaverse utility but that, i've always been in love with these things um i think that this is going to be a huge part of the metaverse. And I'm so curious to see how these things plug in. Like, will you be able to insert these into World Wide Web 3 and, and DCL and Sandbox? Like, once you have your land, can you insert your, your render room into it? Very, very cool stuff happening. And, and one of the bigger cooks of the week. And I saw a lot of big influencers tweeting about these things. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was actually just watching this video, too. And I... um. Oh, that's weird. It says uh, the early ISO room owners are guaranteed to obtain a certain amount of ISO token, um, but in their video, it calls it rent token. And I just thought that was really interesting because the last thing I wanted to mention was uh, the land DAO, which is also going to be generating rent token, um, but I don't think the same one. Uh, this was one that I had mentioned earlier. They kind of flubbed the uh, the Genesis drop and then made it right. Everything seemed to be okay. Uh, they did their public sale yesterday and it went off without a hitch. Uh, it was a 0 0.088 mint and these are up to 0.15 for like the standard version and the Genesis ones, if you held on to them, are selling for about 0.5 right now. Um, and those are revealing today as well. Uh, and this is just a DAO centered around buying like metaverse type properties, um, you know, Sandbox, Decentraland, Worldwide 3, NFT Worlds, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I still am pretty bullish on this project. Uh, I'm glad that I held on to mine. I think I'm going to hold on to them past the reveal and see what happens. Uh, but this is a project that I just, uh, I think has um, been doing its thing. And, you know, if it's any indication on how quickly it's sold out, there's definitely, definitely a little bit of hype around it. So I'm going to be watching out for that one too. But it is also a uh, staking play where you can earn um tokens based on the level of uh of plot that you own so pretty cool there mm, i love my stake medium rare yeah and i love the uh the the isometric uh pixel art that they've done here too it looks really good Anyways, on that note, the link is there for anybody to join us up on stage today if you want to participate in the Q&A session. Um, anything you're looking forward to today? I think it's uh, you got a full moon coming out. <laughs> I do believe there is some big stuff happening uh, this week, uh, yeah. today, even because there is a full moon this evening. So I am, uh, yeah, I believe there is some star wolves, uh, stuff going down. I've seen over the weekend, more and more people getting into the discord. Uh, yeah, I think there is some, some big stuff brewing in, uh, this week. So we'll see. We'll see. Just, hints, hints, uh, forgive me for one second. I just got to go check on something here. Um, what else are you looking forward to? Well, I am, Looking at my percentage of the block LP 
go down 80% overnight as um, I am assuming Pranksy aped in as well. I had 10% of this LP and somebody added a bunch of liquidity yesterday. So I'm grumpy this morning because now I only own 3%. And I think that's bullish for the project, but bearish for Uncle Free's uh, liquidity position. So I was also watching Magic because it had uh, quite the dip as Ethereum and Bitcoin pulled back, and now it is ripping again. And I got to shout out the small bodies. I mean, the talk of the town has been these small brains. But I think as people realized that there was another entity by the same teams that was relatively undervalued, they have been aping in because the floor on the small bodies right now is 2.75 ETH when you convert it over from magic and the floor on those small brains is 4.22 ETH. So that spread has been closing. And we know that we have a new treasure marketplace ecosystem project coming up soon in the enjoyers, which we got a bunch of whitelist spots. Is that uh, today? To no. They, they oh, are minting. I, I was just talking about uh, quite the rise in small bodies versus small brains. Small brains are, are still uh, above four ETH right now, but uh, small bodies actually got up to three yesterday. They've pulled back a little bit, but this spread is closing as I think people rotate into the more undervalued um, of the two entities in this small verse. Uh, so yeah, turning into quite the free airdrop with the small airdrop sitting at about worth 12 or 13 ETH right now. And the small bodies sitting at about six ETH though. The only reason small brains is that much is they've had a bunch of airdrops as well. So we'll see if that happens for small bodies, but yeah, we're, they're talking about this enjoyer project, which is going to be a DAO. For the treasure marketplace that is coming up, we got a bunch of whitelist spots uh, up in the DGen Dojo. There's a new one I just heard about today, and yeah, we are going to have Trafficus on, who is one of the uh, creators and project managers uh, in the Smallverse, and he's going to tell us everything we need to know about Magic and the treasure marketplace. As far as L2 goes, Arbitrum is Uncle Free's favorite, and I am very excited about what Treasure and all the projects building on that uh, protocol are doing. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, check that out too because I, I want to partake finally. Um, in yes, you got it. Yeah, and a lot of people are on that enjoyers. So I, I think it's going to see similar action to the smile. I, uh, I pulled up a question from the audience on uh, on YouTube there, and he, uh, Joshua is asking if he, we talked about the criminal, a.k.a. side quest already. Nothing can be said about the criminal side. All right. So there is a very <laughs> Why cool... did you just turn into a robot? Is there... <laughs> I don't know. I was going with dark and mysterious. I have no emotions robot? towards the criminal, a.k.a. project. <laughs> so feelings. There is a new P2E launching called SideQuest. I will throw the link up. What I think is very interesting about SideQuest is it has kind of these community battles going on. If I remember the white paper correctly, we're all battling this dragon who's trying to invade and he comes around at random times. Right. So all of a sudden we'll be sitting there trying to, you know, ape the latest mint or whatever, and we'll get an alert. 
the dragon is coming. And then all of us have to run over to the side quest UI, commit some sort of action so that we can all beat this dragon together. And then anybody who participated in that group action will have their right to a very large loot pool. So again, these are essentially yield farms that create certain uh, certain actions that would allow portions of them to get a larger yield at different times. And this is just a very cool way to gamify it. Now, what is criminals? If we break down the mechanics of this game, there are three guilds within it. This is a sub guild called the criminals whose mission is to actually take over two of the guilds. That's all I can say. They're available on OpenSea right now. If you would like to become part of the criminals gang and participate in this, you can buy them for the very low price of 0.06 or 0.07. Last time I looked, this was started by a high profile gentleman within NFTs who I will not mention either, though his name has been mentioned in the DGen Dojo. So I definitely think uh, you guys should go check it out. Criminals, not, not not saying it's a buy, but that is uh, not saying it's a buy for speculative reasons. This is a buy if you would like to get into this click, which is going to try to approach this game from a hive mind mentality. That's what this is. I, I Maybe the underlying membership passes will rise as the prospect of being part of this group uh, increases. But you're basically buying a membership here. That's that's how you should look at it. Sunk cost to be part of this thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, it does look pretty cool. You kind of mentioned it to me before the show, so I looked into it. But uh, it was just before the show, so I have done uh, zero uh, diligence on it myself. But I did see that uh, that picture pop up um, that you mentioned with the the guy in the mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite mm-hmm. a bit. So I guess maybe you know, as you often say, where there's smoke, right? Yeah, and people have said this has Neo-Tokyo vibes, and I tend to agree. And again, that is not to imply the membership pass is going to 80 ETH. It's to imply that these secretive, hive-mind, Illuminati-like groups are very appealing to people. People want to be part of something. We all want to feel like we're part of an elite group that is doing something nobody else knows about. It's why I think something like Neo-Tokyo is so popular. And it, given who is running this, it's why I think it has that similar potential. Again, this is not a call on the ETH price of the past. It's a call on what kind of alpha and what kind of moves can be made within this type of group, right? Yeah, definitely. Love it. Um, oh, I have so many tabs open. I get lost here. But that, what was the dojo name? Dgen Dojo. That's our. Is that what you're referring? Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's that's um the Dgen Dojo is our room in the Moon Lounge where people uh, spend most of the discourse, or where people engage in most of the discourse. Um, so you would have to buy a Alpha Mint Pass for access to the Moon Lounge Degen Dojo. Yeah. Well, I guess speaking of Alpha Mint and the Degen Dojo, I mean that thing has just been absolutely cooking uh, lately. It's been it's been <laughs> oh, baby. 
incredible to see some of the wins that people have been having in there um, and really just doing it in a, in a team sense too, right? Like everybody's looking out for their best interests and, uh, and hanging out there, having a good time, making a lot of friends. Um, I've seen lots of coordination and collaboration on these P2E games. EtherOrcs was one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, group collaborations that I've ever seen. And it just, you know, paid off in spades and still, still going strong. Um, but even just people renting critters to each other in there, um, you know, sussing out projects, just getting an overall vibe for it. I mean, it, there really is strength in numbers in there and it's been, uh, it's been an incredible, it's been an incredible 17 days to this year, but, uh, even just in the last six months, just a, a absolutely, uh, invaluable place to be. Yep. So I should throw in some jammers here while we're chilling out. Um, I don't know, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I guess everyone's a little bit camera shy this morning. That's okay. Getting over, uh, you know, the weekend. It is Monday. Um, so I'm not going to take too much offense to any, nobody coming up today. But, um, but yeah, what else do you want to talk about? Anything? Yeah, we are actually, we have a few interviews uh, lined up this week. That's right, yeah. Now that, now that we're in the new year and we're getting into the swing of things, there are quite a few projects uh, that have been building during the quiet periods, getting ready to launch. So we do have an interview coming up with the Elementary Boys, and this is some sick art that I will drop uh, in the general and the D-Gen dojo. I can actually pull it up on screen too, but yeah, if you want to drop great, the link great. there. Yeah, we have a couple other um, interviews coming up this week, which uh, we're still working on the scheduling, so I don't want to announce them yet. But it's going to be an action-packed week learning about projects. I'm sure there are going to be new stealth and free mints, as it is one of the major metas right now. And yeah, I'll just be watching my bags closely. I am very curious about this Australian Open ball. I think that this is very interactive. We get to watch the tennis. We're hoping we get a game winner on our coordinate. Um, I think this is super fun. I, I'm thinking about hardware that could coordinate with this, where that, you know, your your ball is hung on the wall. And then if the, the tennis game is live on TV, uh, it links with your ball so it knows where your plot is and your smart TV overlays it on your AR glasses. Am I getting too out there now? I'm no, no, no. This is this is where it. this is where the world is going. It's, it's so, so exciting. True. I yeah. mean, I was I was thinking about like spots on a basketball court and every time, <laughs> you know, somebody hits a shot, uh, um, you know, from that spot on there, like you earn a little bit of a token and that, you know, the, some of the revenue is generated um, from ticket, I don't know, whatever ticket sales, I, they're probably not going to relinquish any of that. But, uh, you know, there's so many like things that could happen um, in terms of NFTs uh, placement, like owning, owning a seat. Imagine your season ticket is based on um, uh, a lifetime ownership of an NFT. And maybe every year you just have to kind of pay a renewal fee or something like that. But at the end of the day um you know maybe you could sell that to somebody else uh the rights to it i know that like something like in um lambo field and uh for green bay the green bay packers right like it's so hard to get season tickets to that that people literally leave the rights to them in their will and uh you know having that in an nft form of uh ownership in a, in a wallet and being able to kind of transfer that around uh would be would be absolutely amazing and that's just kind of like the simple base case uses of it what you brought up there with uh it overlaying on your tv is brilliant 
I mean, tickets as NFTs you could rent to people. That's where StubHub is going to go. That's where all these, I think all these facilities are going in that direction. They're just hindered by technology right now, right? Like I I actually co-hosted a morning squeeze where we... Uh, we're interviewing one of the creators of NFT NYC. And my first question to him, because a lot of people asked it was, why didn't you do NFT tickets? And the short answer, he gave a long one, but I'll summarize it was that the technology isn't there yet. They, they did it the first two years, but it was so difficult to actually implement them in a realistic way in the physical world that they stopped doing it. Now, I was talking to him about how I think this year is the year of hardware and and things are going to change now. But that's really what I think is holding everything back is is the technology and the hardware. And I think we're going to get a lot of that this year. So looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I completely I, I completely agree. Like, this is a, such an exciting time for like real world integration of NFTs as well. Right. Because we're going to get to that point, too. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I, I see Joshua, who's new to the show today. Shout out to Joshua. He's asking us about cryptoids and Kuroro beasts. We haven't done a ton of research on them, but I will write them down and I will check them out after the show. So hopefully you'll tune in tomorrow and we will give those to uh, a shout and see what they're about. Also, Frankenpumps, uh, Frankenpunks, Frankenpumps would have been a better name, but Frankenpunks which was another high kind of high profile drop over the weekend that cooked. And I think the only reason it cooled down was it was overshadowed by like five other drops. We've just been in that mode where there's been drop after uh, drop. So that one looked like a good cook. It is revealing tonight. We will see if those commons are impressive enough to mitigate the post reveal drop. And then uh, Rengoku, I have been hearing about this everywhere. I have not checked it out yet. Adrian, if you could drop me a link in the uh, general chat in Alpha Mint, that would be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, actually, maybe this is a a pretty good time to hint at... the fact that we've talked about doing um, some more content like this too, uh, late last week, um, where we're maybe more of a casual, just extending the show while we're, we're, you know, doing our own research and just hanging out, chatting and uh, having some of these questions go through, like we could pull that stuff up live on, uh, on stream and do some diligence together. I think that would be pretty cool. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, let's, um, <laughs> Sandman, what are your thoughts on RNDR? I'm assuming render token. I'm not sure. Would has this token been around for a couple years? ERC 20? Uh, uh, give us a link, Sandman. I remember an ERC 20 token from like two years ago called Render. It'd be so funny if it was the same in crypto. This happens it all looks the like time. It, it is. <laughs> it this happens all i swear i tell me it's like five dollars now i'm pretty sure someone showed it to me like a billionth of a cent or something it's going to be one of those things yeah i'm just trying to find something on a cast gm what's going on man morning sir he just came out came came up so that he could show off that sweet lemon uh profile power Boy, people ask me about that lemon price every day. Lemon price, check price, price bad, price go down. Can the devs do something? <laughs> it, it's, it's tedious, man. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with it. No, it, it, it is boring. Yeah, you could be fine, but it is what it is, isn't it? It's a, it's, 
I think people should just look at it as people just should look at it as you're buying a PFP because for the time being, that's what you've got. Right. The majority of projects out there, you know. Even let's look I, at. I, oh, sorry. Go. On. No, no, and I was gonna say I am so I've always was so impressed with how the littles tempered their expectations so well. Like their game wasn't ready. They hadn't even really given any details about it, but everybody was talking about it before the drop. Like this was the reason you should buy the littles. And then Will came out like, we have nothing ready. Do not buy these for any other reason except you like the littles, uh, blah, 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 blah. And really, yes, they had a, a post-reveal pullback. Uh, they actually didn't. It popped post-reveal. Then once the trend went somewhere else or the attention went somewhere else, they pulled back. But I thought he managed expectations so well. And that's the main job of a project manager and a team, I believe, is to manage the public's expectations so that it never gets too far ahead of itself or it never gets too bearish because you haven't communicated properly what your true intentions are, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. And yeah. there's not many projects that do that. And mm-hmm. they do that really well. Yeah. Because I remember when he just went after after reveal, he was like, listen, guys, remember, <laughs> remember you've just got a PFP in it. That's what it is. And um, yep. which was perfect because at least it ain't, it, it, it ain't, it ain't spinning a yarn. If you yeah. like exactly, exactly. Yeah, people no. don't want dishonesty. They want at, at the very base, people will reward honesty, and I think that that is you know what will display there and masterfully. I think it did very well for this project. Yeah the the amount of issues you can avoid um, if you are running a business, if you are managing staff, if you are creating an NFT or crypto project, just in in. Every every day is like managing the expectations of what's going to happen and what is happening beforehand rather than trying to catch up to the, you know, the the thought of expectations kind of running out of control after and then trying to backtrack the amount of like hardship and, and frustration that you'll save not only yourself, but the people that you're relaying that information to uh, is incredible. Right. And you'll always have that thing to kind of point to on the wall as well of saying, look. There is a roadmap. We're still trying to figure out the best way to go about it. Sure, we're going to do stuff. But for now, this is what you're getting and this is what you'll have. Um, and it's, it's uh, you know, if you want to look at a project that's done that very poorly, much to my own chagrin is Galactic Apes. Because apparently yesterday they just came out and said, look, without, without hiring tons of people, uh, this project is going to be, or this the product, which is the game, is going to be two or three months down the road. And everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Like another two or three months, and we just saw it absolutely dump. It, like it was struggling to maintain a point four floor, and this was a project that got up to you know almost three ETH at one point, and um, you know it, it dropped right down to I think like point one five. You know, and I think people saw that as a buy opportunity too, especially if you're willing to hold for a while. But uh, do you remember why it popped? Because they announced a bunch of cool cat spots. And now that we know the price of cool cats, hey, that wasn't necessarily a bad gamble, right? To, to try to buy some no, of these. No, little- but yeah, I, I got you. But it, no, it's just such a, bad, such a bad job of managing expectations, right? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. And, and it just makes, it makes people all of a sudden just went like, 
wait, what what are you guys talking about? Sell, and this sell, guy sell, made sell, fifteen sell. billion dollars and still hasn't hired anybody after six months. Just oh, fifteen boy. billion. Come on. I maybe I'm exaggerating a little. What was <laughs> I was like, billion? I'm trying to do the math here. I'm like, I don't know. But point oh eight, eight thousand, that's a lot of eat. Like, like you said, a lot of I mean, look at Capricks, for example. And yeah. and I did look at them, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, I think the issue was this as well. And it happened with Samurai Samurai Saga. Have you heard of that one as well? Mm-mm. Where no. right, Samurai Saga and Cat Bricks seem to kind of follow a similar pattern of bringing new people into the space. Okay. So if you go into both of their discourse, there's a lot of questions in regards of how do you mean? How do you do this? How do you do that? What does this do? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, what projects seem to kind of fail a lot of the time is they build up all this hype. After reveal and after they've sold out, they don't do anything after that. They really don't. And I think that's what's happened with Capricks. If Capricks could pull out, I don't know, to show Catnip, for example, um, it would it would maintain the momentum. And like you said, also in regards of Twitter spaces and and you know putting yourself out there a bit and saying thank you to to your community, um, doing it just via announcement to the sheet. So yeah, that's my. I, I say it a lot. I'm always surprised at how many of these projects need consultants. Like, and I, I you know it. It really, you can't do everything yourself. And if you are a one or a two person team, maybe you can knock out the art. Maybe you can knock out the discord. Maybe you can knock out the contract, but you really need a pretty comprehensive team to really pull off a large project nowadays. And most of these projects are pricing in a way that they should be able to do that. I mean, these they're not making small amounts of money. And I think they're discounting how much manpower is required to maintain a project once it's become this entertainment properly. Like you release it out into the world. This is a living, breathing thing that you need to manage because it is going to take on a life of its own and people are going to expect results. Uh, 100%. 100%. Um, and did you guys... Oh, wow. Uh, did you guys see... Um, Eight, eight uh, Asian main collection. Say Asian main collection. No, tell me. Okay, um, bit of a cook, really. Um, it came out. There was the whole hype of, of China being allowed to um, to, to purchase NFTs, <laughs> and the, the pattern. What I personally have noticed in terms of times and when it gets busy, ultimately changed. Okay, with the monsters yeah. to start off with. Now, Asian main collection is Asian women, or, or yeah, I'm part of Asian women of yes. the whole of Asia. Yes. I noticed whilst I was buying, Steve Aoki was heavily getting involved in it. Um, and a few other people, I can't remember as much, but it, it dude, in 24 hours, 2.4k volume. It was, <laughs> it was wow. absolutely nuts. It ran from it literally ran from 0.1 to 0.5 in the space of a few hours. It was absolutely mad. Yeah, the, 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 the hype of Asians got drowned out by the Irene Dow. Right. 
was doing its own thing as well on the side. And where I noticed UK time um, or UTC, between like six o'clock in the morning till about eight, nine o'clock, is normally completely dead. Gas is low. I think America's asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just about waking up and Europe's just about waking up. And Asia have always been locked away. That's why it seemed like prices yeah. wouldn't drop until the morning. Okay. Um, the, the, the gameplay has completely flipped just by watching that. Is, yeah. I think. There's so much of the world that is ready to come online here, right? Like when we talk about like the NFT space being huge, I mean, we're basically just talking about the same 200,000 people, give or take, right? But I mean, a thousand thousand X that you're only at 200 million people, which is, you know, still not even 10% of the world's population, right? Like we, ha- we still have so, so much more to go. Um, we're not even at 10% of the crypto population participating in this ecosystem. Cobain, Cobain and I discussed talking about uh, that. You know, we taught we touched on it last week, but now the monsters drop <laughs> has had a free airdrop, and there were announcements over the weekend that the Chinese could buy NFTs in the renminbi now, not just in cryptocurrency. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot more to talk about kind of this new meta that's coming along. And I believe um, we're seeing really, really powerful cooks at weird times because, like you said, Asia is now coming online to this and it is going to be a huge, huge market. I remember just being in in Top Shots. The thing was always, you know, when's China coming online? When's China? Because, yeah, they can use VPNs and and things like that, I guess, now. But uh, once we know how big the China is into the NBA, so once they have access to top shots, we expect that premium to uh, to present itself. Yeah. Um, and like... I think the one thing that's very interesting about NFTs, um, even if you take all of the utility, like we discussed about the Australian open balls um, away from it, and we just want to cut it down to like collectibles, the idea of collecting and something um, that is so human, right? Like everybody collect something i think right like i i think you'd be hard to press far pressed to find somebody that doesn't collect uh something even if it's not like a hardcore passion they just like you know even like your, your grandma had the spoons on the wall or <laughs> coffee mugs or whatever right china uh, yeah like it. it's such a uniquely human thing to do and i think that's why nfts really do have the ability to surpass crypto because crypto is um more uh, let's just call it an investment and finance focus, right? Where people are, uh, you know, looking to participate in those kind of speculative markets that doesn't resonate with anybody or everybody. Um, you know, people, some people just don't have an interest in that and they don't want to do that work and whatnot. Like obviously financial literacy and, and saving for the future and whatnot is very, very important. Um, but you can, you can get your kicks that way and other, other ways. Right. But collecting stuff is so, um, so core to people and nfts just fit that and as so much of the world has lived in a a digital space and there's going to start to grow grow up uh get great paying jobs and whatnot the concept of digital collectibles is going to just make so much sense it's going to be so natural to people I, i i can agree because um what made my transition easy is it being collectible I collect things, you know, from yeah. to 
the coins, the cars, the uh, I collect things, uh, Disney shit. Um, so the transition of understanding, I understood NFTs a lot more easier than I did crypto, to be honest. So it, it I was always weird. tell the story. I was crypto averse until I discovered NFTs. And I know most people's journeys are the opposite. It's like I was in Bitcoin or Ethereum. Yeah. And then I discovered NFTs. I never bought a cryptocurrency until NFTs intrigued yeah. me. And I think that that is going to be the predominant sentiment um, going forward. I got yeah. into crypto because of NFTs. Not I got into NFTs because I already had crypto. Yeah, Trojan exactly. horse for this industry. And I've been saying it for years. And boy, did people think yeah. I was nuts. It, it, in the same way that like with the Silk Road, right? It was like, I got into crypto because I wanted to buy drugs or whatever on the Silk Road. Not I got into drugs because I had crypto, right? It's, it's these, it's these, um, these, these not big, that there aren't a lot of people who got into drugs because of, there are, it's a very stressful, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. No, that's great. <laughs> Sorry. You made such a great analogy earlier in the show, and then you ended it with that one. What, me? Yeah, you. That wasn't a good analogy? It was a good analogy. It was, it was, it was good. <laughs> You motherfucker. Um, we are at two hours now. So, Cass, I am going to uh, let you go. I thank you for coming up and uh, hanging out with us when nobody else would. Uh, saving our reputation yet again. I appreciate that. Don't be silly, man. That's what we love the cast. Love you too, guys. In a bit. All right, man. Well, we are, uh, yeah, like I said, we're at two hours. Uh, it was a good show. We definitely riffed on a lot of stuff. I think we left a lot on the table for our show tomorrow. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, for anybody that tuned in late, we talked a lot about uh, Looks Rare again and the OpenSea volume uh, that kind of set records already 17 days into the month. You know what we didn't talk about was the gap. So we'll definitely have to get into that tomorrow unless you want to go on that real quick. Well, I'll just say that the is gap. Time uh, and well, the next drop is on Wednesday, so I think okay. we can comfortably have a good discussion tomorrow about it. And especially because I think you know prices will be even better tomorrow for those who may want to leap in right before the drop. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing more about that, just because it's on Tezos, and you've always been a, a pretty big fan of Tezos as like you know the second in line um for for nfts above all else so that'll be interesting uh we talked a lot about the game meta again so wolf game critters uh raid parties upcoming uh we mentioned irene dow the uh fly fish club which is gary v's restaurant that's going uh going up at some point and then uh yeah we had uh, fomo mofos and the uh, little heroes were in there too so if you're tuned in late and you want to listen to any of that that is all within the show um other than that if you're new to the channel we appreciate it i saw some new people in there if you could do us a favor and just hit that subscribe button it's always greatly appreciated and if you're not in the alpha mint discord uh there's lots of stuff going on there for the uh the free members as well and you know take a look around maybe you'll uh talk yourself into getting a moon lounge pass which is uh, just an incredible value right now Marky, you want to finish this off with anything uh, if your notifications aren't on for Star Wolves on Twitter, NGMI. That's it. That's it. All right. Say the line, my friend. Good luck at the tables, you degenerate, lovable, beautiful people. Peace.